This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hey everybody, it is Tamar, and today I am with somebody who hails from the other side of the world for me, at least a little bit. I have Adi Wallach. She is originally from Israel and she is in New York. She's the founder and CEO of a wellness company called Comigo. And it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Tamar. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy that you're here. So tell me a little bit more. Introduce yourself a little more. I know I gave you a little bit of a brief intro, but go ahead. Sure. So I'm the co-founder and CEO at Calmigo, and I'm a biomedical engineer in my background and working in the iTech industry for more than 18 years. As you mentioned and can be heard from my accent, I'm originally from Israel and we are now based in, in New York City. Cool, cool. So tell me a little more. How, what brought you to New York City? So we came to New York City for actually to start Camigo Growth. Our market is in, in the U.S. and we thought that New York City being both uh, really strong in everything related to, consume, to the consumer industry and also to the health industry is kind of a natural place for us. My husband also found here a postdoc at Columbia University, so it, it was a really good match for both of us. Cool, cool. So I probably want to ask you a little bit more about how you determine that U.S. is your target market, especially because, you know, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm curious as a founder myself on wellness in general and how behind, if you will, if that's fair to say, like potentially Israel is from America right now. Is that fair to say? So I think Israel is actually in everything related to wellness and health. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I can say that it's behind, but definitely the market there is much, much smaller. And people relate differently to different aspects of wellness than the U.S. So I think, for example, we are more around the mental health part of the wellness industry. And definitely there is the U.S. is uh, in, in some aspect much more open to, to mental health issues than Israel, maybe because Israel is a really small place. I would definitely mention that our beta, beta market was Israel and it was very successful there and we are still like selling in Israel. But I think like similar to many other Israeli startups, Israel is a very small market. So it's not, the, it's never, almost never the main market of, of, of any company. Right. I think that also in general, when you talk about specifically mental health, the U.S. is only starting to get comfortable in sharing their stories. So yeah, you're right. It's The word behind isn't necessarily accurate, but at the same time, I think that they, they might eventually, more people would probably open up to that. I think that, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I have a feeling that, I mean, I think all of us, we all have our own emotional baggage, but I do believe that most of us as a human species, a lot of us have issues with mental health. It's just a matter of the comfort in sharing that to the public. And right now, it's only starting in, in, the, in America, but beyond People, people are still very siloed, closed in terms of wanting to make that a public knowledge. Yes, I, I must say that uh, in this aspect, 
we were surprised when we saw how many people are open in the U.S. about it. So it's actually surprised us. And Israel is definitely behind in this aspect. I think one of the reasons for it is that Israel is a really small country, so everyone knows you. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know if this is the reason, but maybe, and also workplaces, I think, are a bit la more conservative about mental health issues. But I must say that here in the U.S., we were really surprised to see how many people are sharing our posts and tagging other people in our posts, like offering them to look at our posts. And also in workplaces, in many places that I went, just even to you know a, a packaging company, when they came to, to talk about Calmigo there, so they started saying, yes, I'm having panic attacks, I'm having anxiety, and they were not afraid to, to say that in front of their managers. And this was a really good surprise for me. And I was really, really happy to see that there is a change in, in this aspect, because I think it's really, really important. I can say that when I started sharing my personal experience with panic attacks, we received many letters from people saying, thank you for sharing it. It helped me so much to see that other people are suffering from it as well, and that I'm normal. And for me, it was it was a really meaningful moment to see that just by sharing my story, we can help other people to feel better and to feel less lonely in this very lonely place. Right. Yeah. I think that um, your company and what you're doing is pioneering the disclosure of people sharing their stories. I also think that I don't know if I would have necessarily been comfortable sharing my own personal story until i mean it became it became more socially acceptable in the last couple of years but if we if this was 10 years ago i don't think we would be sitting here together and having this conversation and i don't know if you i guess on your side you probably might potentially feel the same way yeah definitely the first time that i shared my story it was when a magazine in israel asked me to share it and asked me, asked my permission to share it. And it took me like, you know, 24 hours to take this decision because from one end, I felt that it's, 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 it's really like, it's an exposure. And it's something like people who used to work with me when I had panic attacks, they didn't know anything about it. Like I managed team of seven engineers back then. I studied at the Technion, no one, almost no one knew. And I think in general, in the high-tech industry in Israel, at least back then, it wasn't something that you are sharing. So it took me, like, it took me 24 hours. I think it helped me that I wasn't in Israel anymore. And also, at that day, I took a decision that this is part of my journey. Like, sharing my story is part of my journey and part of my Calmigo journey uh, and part of my journey in being able to help other but but it was it was a, a decision it was something that I needed to think about and and kind of came to a point with myself when I feel comfortable and strong enough for sharing it I mean I'm still having conversations with people that are totally totally still in a vulnerable state where they just do not feel comfortable to share and while this podcast exposes people who are comfortable and for the most part, are able to embrace their their whole selves with the the scars and the 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 pain, and eventually they they come back to me and they say thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and this spotlight and this this microphone to say things that have been on my mind and on my conscious for a very long time. It's very cathartic. It's very healing. 
but there's still other people that still struggle and they have difficulties in getting that comfort to recognize that this might be actually a step toward to their healing. But anyhow, um, I we talked about your story. We talked about the fact that your your business does mental health. <laughs> Tell me a little more about your story and what exactly Comigo does. Sure. So my story started when I was a student. I had uh, crippling panic attacks and I desperately needed and wanted drug-free solution. And the first time that I had panic attacks was when I went to the movies with a friend of mine and I actually didn't know that what I'm having was panic attacks. It was a Brad Pitt movie. (laughs) I would never forget it probably. And I actually felt that I'm losing connection with reality. I thought that I'm losing my sanity. My heart um, was racing. I was barely able to feel my legs and hands. But actually what was mostly frightened for me was the thought that I have had that I'm kind of losing connection with reality. And I was barely able to go back home. I didn't tell the friends that were with me because I was too embarrassed to share or too afraid to share. And I tried to go to go to sleep. It took me like a few hours, but at the end, I was my body was so exhausted from from the racing heart and everything that it brought with it that I just like fell asleep. And I woke up the morning after exactly the same. So I still felt that I'm I'm losing connection with reality, that I'm losing my kind of clear mind. And I decided that I want to go to my parents' house as fast as possible to be able to say goodbye because before I'm before I'm not here anymore, at least not here with, like with my mind. And I, it took me like five hours to do the 40 minutes drive. Uh, and I came to my parents' house and I ran inside and I found my mom and I told her, uh, mommy, we, we must talk. I, I came to say goodbye because I'm, I'm losing my, my sanity. These are the last hours that I'm able kind of to talk with you as usual. And she started laughing, which was a kind of a weird experience for me after like almost 48 hours of, of, of debilitating fear. But my mom is a physician, so I was used to kind of unnormal reactions <laughs> to think that I'm going through. Um, and she said, uh, don't worry, you have a, a panic attack. And I never heard about panic attacks before. So she explained me a little bit about that. It helped just a little bit, not too much. I was still like inside this terrible fear and feelings. And and this is when it all started for me. And this one first panic attack started a period of intense panic attacks. Like I had, I had like seven, eight panic attacks a day. I lost weight. And it was a really frightening period for me. And I was very worried of the side effects of uh, the medication. As a daughter of physician, I'm usually not reacting very well to drugs, usually having all the side effects. So I was determined to try any other solution that I was able to find, which is not medication. So I went back to yoga and I uh, went to therapy and to biofeedback and I started doing relaxation technique for three times a day, 20 minutes, which was hard when you are a student and also like working half time. And I changed my diet and took like herbal supplements, really everything that I was able to find. And I was lucky to have access to all these solutions. But however, 
I found that while all these tools were somewhat effective to decrease the frequency of the attacks, I was not able to use them to a successful degree in order to stop the attack while it was happening. And this was very frustrating for me. And what I also noticed is that I started to avoid specific places or situations uh, situations that I thought may trigger an attack. So I stopped going to the pool because I had a panic attack uh, once when I swam. And I, uh, I stopped going to the movies because I had my first panic attacks in the movies. Um, and my life from, from outside my life looked the same, but actually for me, it was a very big change. And there was always the fear of when the next panic attack is going to, to happen. And like fast forward a few years later, it was mainly at night for me. And I used to wake up my husband to help me to stop panic attacks because I wasn't able to do it by myself. And one Saturday morning after a really terrible night of panic attacks, I woke up and I thought, how come that I need to wake him up to help me stop the panic attack if everything he knows about anxiety, I taught him. So why I can't do it by myself? I I know what I need to do. And at the same moment, more or less, I understood that when you are anxious, you are so overwhelmed that you are not capable in doing uh, even things that you're well trained in. And I also decided at the same moment that what I want to do in life is to create a product that people can take with them everywhere they go and use it in order to calm themselves down immediately without the need to use medications or being dependent on other people like I kind of was in, in my husband. Uh, and this is actually how the idea for Call Me Go came about. Cool. So what does Call Me Go do? So Call Me Go is a, a drug-free calming device that helps people to calm down in less than three minutes, uh, wherever they are. And we like to think about it as the drug-free EpiPen for moments of distress. <laughs> so it's something that you are taking with you and whenever you feel stressed or anxious or it's hard for you to concentrate or to go to sleep, you take it out of your bag or your packet and you use it for three minutes and it calms you down immediately. Uh, and this is the unique thing about it because there are many other stress management solutions that you can use for training, but Calmigo is something that you not only use for training, but you can also use in the moment in order to calm down immediately. And the way it works is by implementing three very well-known techniques for stress and anxiety reduction. The first one is breathing regulation. And Calmigo guides the users to extend their exhalation lengths effortlessly. And there is a learning mechanism that adapts the feedback and adapts the, the, the device to the user performances in real time in order to make sure that it's effective for a 17-year-old swimmer but also for a 65-year-old smoker because definitely the breathing pattern of different people um, is, very, is very different and their needs is very different. Uh, so this is one, one thing that it does. It regulates the breathing in a way that activates the parasympathetic system in our brain 
which is the system that is responsible on relaxation. So this is the first method. The second method is multisensory stimulation, which is also called grounding. And when people are anxious or stressed, their senses are overwhelmed. And Calmigo is designed in a way that gently stimulates all the senses except of the sense of taste. And by doing it, it effectively detaches the users from the state that all their senses are overwhelmed to a calm and focused state. And this is also a known method that is used today by health professionals. So they instruct their patients to look at the pictures or listen to the voices in order to kind of engage the senses. So Calmigo is doing it just by the way it is designed. And the third method is relaxing scent. So we are using unique technique that enables us to embed pure aromatherapy oil into a solid element. And we are using stents that were proved to enhance relaxation in just a few seconds. And as you probably know, like about fragrance, our sense of smell is really unique in the way that it activates us both therapeutically and emotionally. And we wanted to add this method in order to achieve this immediate relief. So the combination of the breathing regulation with the grounding technique, with the relaxing scent, this is what enables us to provide immediate calm to our users in less than three minutes. That's very cool. You're a testimonial to the products. How does it work for you? And in general, this helps panic attacks, but in general, like what, what's your panic attack level, if you will, right now? Sure. So I don't have panic attacks um, anymore. I had my last panic attack, I think, more than three years ago. Yes, almost four years ago. Um, and it was quite a short one. I was able to pull out Comigo very fast and to use it. But since then, I don't have panic attacks anymore. And it's important to say that the idea for Comigo came about as a result of my personal experience with panic attacks. But the methods that we are using are effective for any kind of distress. So whether, whether you are stressed or anxious or what or like you have some problem, difficulties going to sleep. From the body perspective, those are all kind of the same stress response in different levels. And Calmigo helps you to calm down no matter what the reason for the moment of distress is or what is the source to it. Yeah, so do you know what might have, for you personally, triggered your panic attacks and like what... Exactly. I mean, because you say it's been three years. Do you know what has changed so that you don't necessarily have to deal with them anymore? Yeah. So I think I I know that what stopped them completely was the fact that I had Calmigo. And it's something that's not just like, um, like just specifically for my story. But we know that in many cases, the problem is the anxiety from anxiety and not the anxiety itself. So uh, it start usually uh, people have like an onset, like an onset of anxiety, and and, and panic attacks are definitely like a, a really good example for that. But very fast, the problem be- became the anxiety from the anxiety and not the anxiety itself. So the fear from the next panic attack actually keep your body in this stress mode and actually trigger more panic attacks. 
So for me, what put like the, the end of my panic attacks were came when I was able to take Calmigo with me and know that whatever happened, I have something that can calm me down. So I stopped being afraid from panic attacks. And once I was not afraid from them anymore, this is when they stopped. So definitely this is my story and, and we definitely see it also with, with other users as well. If I go back to your question, why it all started, so in my case, I believe, I, <laughs> I can't know, but um, uh, my, I, I had a boyfriend back then who left me a few months before that. And when he left me, I decided that I'm not going to be sad about it. <laughs> so I decided that I don't have time for it. Like I was, as I mentioned, I was a student at the Technion. It's the Technology Institute of Israel, a really demanding place. I managed like a team of seven engineers at the same time. And I said to myself, okay, I'm going to be over it in two months. I'm not going to die uh, because of it. So I'm going to kind of take things forward and I'm not going to waste time on being sad for something that I'm going to overcome anyway. This was a nice decision. <laughs> it was a nice decision, but probably my soul was not ready for such kind of pushback, I think. And we know that in many cases, when you don't give place for sad feelings, they find their way out in other channels. So I definitely think that this was the reason for, for, for my panic attacks. The fact that I didn't give, I didn't give a place for, for these kind of emotions. I think your story in terms of why they were able to stop, it's psychologically the phrase that they use a lot is like anticipatory anxiety. You're always an anticipating that what you fear is usually going to be worse than what actually happens. Yeah. It's just like people who are afraid of flying. And I can say I am one of those people, or I have been one of those people. I'm not really entirely sure. But, you know, stepping up my stepping foot on a plane for some people is is hell. And then the flight's over. And yet there's there's still they're, they're always af afraid of the next flight. Yeah, it's nice to know that you really have a solution that literally takes that entire anxiety away. That's pretty, pretty cool and very, very powerful. So that's, that's so kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am. I was uh, very lucky to, to have this experience and to be able to combine it with my engineering background in order to, to, to bring a solution that, that can help people. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try because I can't say I have panic attacks, but I mean, we all have general stress and anxiety, and I'm very, very curious to see what th this could do in order to alleviate that. So it's, it's compelling. For, for various reasons. I mean, yeah, this is, you don't necessarily need to focus on that niche market of, of folks who are suffering from panic attacks. You literally, this is literally an everyday product, which is really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. We are definitely a calming product. It's not like, a, <laughs> it's not a, for a specific situation. And you mentioned like fear of flight. So we have many users who are suffering from fear of flight and they love Calmigo because they can take it with them to the airplane and use it during the flight. 
So uh, we always recommend them to use it before the flight in order to, because usually the fear started a few days, starts a few days before the flight, they start being like stressed from the flight and it's hard for them like kind of to, to prepare for the flight because of that. But they love it because they can take it to the airplane and use it whenever they feel that the stress is kind of kicks in. Right. Yeah. And I, so as, as someone who, I, I don't want to say has completely eliminated her fear of flight, but I, as someone who, who has been afraid of flying, I, I actually took a course called Freedom to Fly. It was, it was given at the Westchester County Airport, which is up here. And they, it's, it's a five-week program, about three hours every Wednesday, where they talk about these these elements like panic attacks and people who have the fear and they're trying to alleviate your fear. So one time a, a pilot comes and she talks about all of these little things about what really happens with the plane. And then they talk about things that you really don't know about because it, it's not an education. They talk yeah. about why there's turbulence. It's usually because the air is different or you're on top of a mountain, but it's like driving over. It's literally driving. The, the Your road is the, is the sky. But when they, they also give you some, some physical products to help you with, uh, with when you're actually in the plane. So they, give, they, they gave me a hair roller because if you put it in your hands, that, that sensation of those like little prickly things on your hands is supposed to help alleviate the, the fear. And there's also a silly putty. But yeah, so those are things you can bring on the plane. But this is like something else that seems to be a lot help, more helpful. And they do talk about breathing exercises. So yeah, yeah. this this element is is built in, and then there's all those other things. So for me personally, I, it's it's totally compelling, and it's it's cool because yeah, like I'm on the website, it's it's pocket size, it's very easy to it's tra- it's portable, so very very cool. Yeah, and it's um, actually great that you mentioned breathing regu- like exercises because like this is the base for Comigo. Many people ask me what is the difference between doing breathing exercises to using Calmigo. So like why or when Calmigo is better. And we know that the problem with breathing technique, which was my problem as well, but we know that it's, it's like a really common problem with breathing technique is that people are able to use them very well for training, but when the moment comes, they find it really hard to use breathing technique in order to calm down. And in the recent recent years, there were a few studies about that. And we know today there is also like a professor in Colombia that is doing a lot of work around it. And we know today that one of the problems with breathing technique is that it requires concentration. Because, for example, if you're using the boxing breathing technique, you are counting, like you are excelling for four, and then you stop for four, and then you inhale for four. So when you are counting, or you are trying to control your breathing, you are concentrating, and you activate the the sympathetic system in your brain, which is exactly the system you are trying to quiet. So when you want to calm down, you want to quiet the sympathetic system and you want to activate the parasympathetic system. But by concentrating, you are doing the, the opposite thing. And this is also why many people who are trying to use breathing technique feel that it makes them more, more stressed or more anxious. Because I can say like from my experience, I tried to control my breathing, but I wasn't able to do that. So I thought, okay, maybe this time it's not a panic attack. Maybe this time I'm really get, <laughs> getting insane. It was kind of a vicious cycle. So this is one thing with breathing technique. And also the other thing is that breathing technique can't adapt to the user performances in real time because there is no technology there. 
So if we take the again the example of the boxing technique, so Excel Excel for four might be not enough for a swimmer and might be too much for me when I'm sick. So yeah, so this is the other issue. So so definitely I think breathing technique is, is an amazing tool. But the advantage that Calmigo has is that it doesn't require concentration and it kind of does the work for you according to your specific needs. Right. That's so cool. Very, very cool. So you talk about how you're doing this now. I assume you probably had some interesting career trajectory that brought you there. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I started in the, in the, actually in the defense industry. <laughs> so I worked like for 10 years for Elbit Systems, which is the biggest uh, private defense company in Israel. It was amazing, amazing experience. I think Elbit will always stay a home for me in a way. And I was, I started like as a user interface, kind of uh, not, not like not designer, but user interface creator or, um, or uh, like doing the definition for the user interface. And then I started like when I started, started learning engineering, I became an engineer and like um, uh, very fast I went, I moved to the management kind of path. Uh, and I did like many management roles in the engineering department and in, in the R&D department. And after 10 years, I decided that I want to leave the defense industry, although I loved it really like very much because I understood that it's really different industry than all other industries. And I moved to work and develop 3D printers. And this was very, very different, <laughs> but a really great experience for me as well. I learned a lot about business and about also about everything related to research and development, but very different from what I did in the defense industry. And then when my daughter, my first daughter was born, I decided that this is the time to kind of take the idea of Calmigo and, and make, a, make a product out of it. <laughs> so this, this was the change that I did. And I, I, I stayed in the tech industry in a way, but this was actually the first time that I did something related to biomedical, which is my, my degree, and also the first time that I stopped being an employee and, and opened my own company. How did you iterate that? Because how did you know to add those three elements? So when we started thinking about what can we implement in order to provide immediate relief, we immediately knew that we want to incorporate the breathing technique because we knew that it was very effective for me, but I wasn't able to do it by myself. So we wanted to find a solution that will enable us to implement this method and but take the advantages of it without the disadvantage. And then we started to do research and to look for other methods that are really effective in providing immediate calm. And this is how we decided to implement the grounding technique and, and the sense. So let me ask you the other question that I normally ask. Sure. As somebody who has kids, who's building a company, there's always this requirement these days, we all need it to take time for ourselves. So I know that this as a product itself is sort of a self-care regimen, but what do you do in addition to this uh, for your self-care regimen? 
Sure. So I think like there are two, like three main other things that I'm doing. First of all, I'm working out like at least three times a week. So it's a shorter workout than I used to do <laughs> before. But this is kind of something that I always make make sure to do. And and this helps me a lot for me. Like I'm 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 doing sport from a really early age and I, I never stopped. And I I I can't <laughs> I can't live without it. So this is definitely one thing. I think the other thing is to walk outside. So I'm doing my best to walk as much as I can and I have kind of a rule that if it takes me less than 10, dif- 10 minutes different to walk than to like take the subway or take the bus so I, or the taxi. So I always prefer uh, to walk and like living in New York City makes it much easier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yesterday I was able to do like 12,000 steps before like 3 p.m. just by walking between <laughs> place to different meetings. So this is definitely part of my of my kind of self-care routine and kind of uh, making sure that I'm keeping myself in a, in a good state. And I think also the, uh, the the last thing in addition to Calm Go is that I'm really trying that when I'm spending time with my girls, I'm trying to disconnect myself from my emails and my phone for like like two hours, kind of spend the time with them with like and being disconnected a little bit. It's not always work, but when I'm when I'm able I'm able to do it, I definitely feel the the difference. Yeah, I hope given that you're in the city, you're walking in Central Park a lot because it's it's just so nice right now. I know the Great Lawn is closed, but that's that's just it's amazingly green. You know, being where you are, it's funny because when I was, I, you know, I used to live literally a block away from you. I, I was on 116th and Broadway and 116th and Riverside. Mm-hmm. And I was also like 122nd and Amsterdam. I, I was all over the place when, when I was like all as a student on campus. But I never took advantage of walking anywhere. <laughs> you, know, you get very lazy because there's so much public transfer, transportation everywhere. There's the buses, there's the subways. And I mean, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're getting out there, but I hope you're also going a little, a couple blocks east to check out Central Park because it's, it's totally beautiful, especially like any time of year, but especially now. Yes, I'm, I'm running in the Central Park and every time that I run there, I'm kind of thinking to myself, I probably did something right if I get to run here. <laughs> so, so it's definitely, it's my, it's the, I, 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 I can say that it's, my favorite place in New York, and I love I love running there, whether it's snowing or raining or like a really beautiful sunny day. It's really an amazing amazing place, and it kind of it's so different and everything around, and it's uh, it makes a big a big difference to be surrounded by by trees and nature for like half an hour in the middle of of the city. I wish I had that. I wish I was a runner when I was living in the city, just because I want to do that. I want to be able to run more in the city amongst other people who are runners. I, you know, right now I'm trying to kind of adopt running as a, as a hobby and I don't see very many people yesterday, uh, Sunday rather. I, I ran on a, I went on a run and I saw uh, all these people, all these bikers were looking at me, but there was not a single runner. <laughs> And it would be nice, you know, when you're, if, if, for, for those who are not familiar with Central Park, I mean, it's like, look at a map of New York City and just look where Central Park is. I mean, it's literally like this massive area between the city 
and it's a, it's a just a great place to run. It's a great place where everybody is doing the same things, and there are designated bike lanes, there are designated running lanes, there's designated walking paths, and I got none of that. I want to have it. I mean, it, you find a community just by virtue of walking there, and a lot of people cannot find their own communities. So that's just something that I think is just beautiful. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So one thing I probably want to end with, unless you have anything that I haven't should have touched upon, but maybe haven't, do you have anything like that? Maybe just worth mentioning, important mentioning that I'm of course like not doing it uh, by myself. So we have like a, a full team and I wasn't able to do it without them. I think that being able to bring Calmigo to the market and to be able to provide the support and and being able to help people even without knowing them is definitely thanks to the to the team that is doing a really amazing job in 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 bringing Calmigo and, and making Calmigo a reality. So one thing I would would ask you then if you could give advice to your an earlier version of yourself, maybe po- pre maybe college version of yourself what would you tell her? The first thing that comes to mind is to invest more in being uh, rather than doing. <laughs> Although like I'm a real doer and I can't imagine my life with less doing, but definitely appreciate the quality of, of being more. Awesome. I think that's great. I think a lot of people are focused on getting things done, but not necessarily invested in building themselves and strengthening themselves and working their minds and appreciating what they have. So I, I think that that's a great takeaway. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank you so much. This was amazing. I am very excited about what comes next for you. And I mean, uh, it, I, I don't even know what to say. There's there's so much goodness that I, I think that, that we're going to be able to extrapolate from, from your teachings and your learnings. And and it, it's been really an honor. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tamar. Thank you for having me. And it's my, my honor. <laughs> thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time.